Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to The Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you, episode 112. Man, this is part two, baby. Part two of Dr. Albert Haddad's leadership talk that he had with us. So if you go back and actually want to listen to the first part, go to uh, the successes.biz backslash SEC 107 or episode 107. The deeper impact to your success is leadership with Dr. Albert Haddad. And, you know, Dr. Haddad was, you know, gracious enough to come back on and have a conversation with us. And, you know, he has a book out there, Arise to Lead, Five Fundamentals to Becoming an Effective Leader. So I want to take a personal thank you to Dr. Haddad for actually coming on and actually sharing with us, you know, really twice and really sharing his insights. Now, obviously, if this is your first time on the Success Edge, I want to welcome you guys out and thank you for joining us. You know, we are all about Jesus and success in the marketplace to help you take your game, your career, your um, wherever you want to succeed at to the next level actually in the marketplace because, you know, we we want you to succeed, guys. God needs you to succeed, and that's what we're all about. So this one's all about leadership. This is all about relationship. Capital is the key or is a key, I should say, a key to your success. You know, guys, let me tell you something. 90% of your success is not based upon your knowledge, your technical skills, what you know, but it is all about how you relate to people. And Dr. Haddad does a fantastic job of outlining this in this second part. And man, I know I even share a personal story on here that really kind of resonates with where I was at and what I learned when I was getting out of college. And it was about a year to two years actually being in the real world. So SEC, I'm excited about this episode. You can find all the show notes, obviously, on thesuccessedge.biz backslash SEC112. Without further ado, let's jump in this interview and we'll catch you guys on the other side. So, I mean, does this, this is kind of leading into the, you know, your second one that we're going to talk about the approachability side of things. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if we know who we are and we're secure in our own values and, and who we are, then people can approach us and not be intimidated. I mean, Kind of talk us through that, uh, Albert. Well, when uh, growing up, uh, growing up, and I'm talking about growing up as a uh, as a mature person, uh, growing in my leadership, um, I had to. I struggled a number of, in a number of ways, and one was I struggled with my own image. 
and to struggle with my image or how people see me, I started um, trying to build relationships uh, on the wrong premises, uh, build relationships so that people uh, love me or, 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 or uh, see me in a better light. And therefore, these relationships were not authentic. And therefore, when uh, I uh, was leading people, when I wanted to do certain things, that because it was not built on the right premises, I wasn't able to uh, effectively influence others. Or when I needed others to do certain things, they were not there because uh, they chose to be with someone else. They chose to uh, to follow the direction of someone else because I was not uh, authentic in certain things. So when I learned that and I had to start learning to uh, connect with others, uh, to to really understand what others, where others are at, to relate socially, relate, and to build relationships without um, the end point that I will use them to build relationships that for the sake of building others and that's it for the sake of we are relationships uh, we are relational beings we are not meant to be uh, an island for ourselves and we're not meant to use other people for our own purposes so once i started relating to others and building that um, what i call social capital um, i started being there for them i started encouraging people started uh, uh, giving out of my own life and my own experiences without being asked, without being, without waiting for anything in return. Uh, I started um, connecting to different people. Um, as I said, one, one of my friends, one of my colleagues um, is, is actually an atheist. Uh, he's uh, not, he doesn't believe in the Lord, but he lives a very uh, moral life he lives a, a very uh, integral life but and you know a number of times uh, in the past i miss missed out on friendships and relationships because i just wanted to be friends with christians um but the lord does not want us that and so i started building different relationships different connections um i started building connections um uh, and con uh, communicating properly, started to learn how to communicate with people, um, especially when it hurt, it hurts me to communicate with them, especially when they dismiss me or uh, they under undermine my ideas. I needed to learn how to circumvent my own anger, my own frustrations, my own feelings and, uh, and and learn how to go beyond that and see the person uh, rather than see the what they're doing uh, to me see the actions so I, rem I, I remember this I remember this uh, <clears throat> dr. dad whenever I was I saw the value in this of call it relationship capital mm that I remember I was, my college um, asked me to come back. I was honored uh, to come back and speak to the marketing department at Coastal Carolina University. And, you know, here I was, I was only maybe about two or three years uh, outside of my schooling, 
being a co- from college. And so I don't, I'd only had about three years under my belt, but <clears throat> there were three, three, there were, um, one gentleman was from, I can't remember what industry he was from. And another lady, she was from a, um, an advertising agency that was very, uh, a very renowned advertising agency in Myrtle beach. And I remember we were all on stage and I don't, I don't remember what the, what I can't remember how the question <laughs> came up, but it was, we were having some Q and a at the end and they basically said, if there's one thing that we could work on, it was some student that asked that if there's one thing that we could uh, do to ensure us having success or um, doing well out there in the business world, what would it be? And somehow or another, I got picked first <laughs> to answer this question. And my, in my naive and um and it had to be the lord that actually gave me the answer but i said if there's one thing that that you could work on or that you could get better at or a skill that you could hone it would be people skills yeah because yeah. because in all the leadership books that i read that it's not about technical skills at all. Uh, I mean, it is when it comes to leadership, it is all about relating to your fellow person across from you or next to you, wherever they're at and understanding where they're coming from and relating to them. You know, that's so true. That's very true. Yeah. And, and to just kind of that story and you know, the wild thing about it is, is, those two other people, the speakers that were actually on stage with me, they were uh, definitely older than me. Um, and every single one of them confirmed that, yes, if there's one skill that you perfected out there, you know, as you're getting ready to graduate or getting ready to move out in life is being able to develop your people skills. Mm, mm. And, and well, I, I totally, I mean, it's the whole approachability thing. Right there. It is approachability. It is, and and it is how how do we build our social uh, connectedness? Uh, you know, I, I was talking to um, um, Dr. Uh, Ian Grant, who is my uh, the, the head of the higher ed at the college, and he said, you know, I've learned these things, and this is only a couple of uh, yesterday. Uh, he said, I, I learned these things. You know, they they used to say work hard. Um, and we would have a lot of hours in the day to that we work hard and we, we used to kill ourselves. Then they used to say, work smart. And we did. We tried to work smarter, uh, to lead better. And then he said, but I discovered that we need to work through people. And I think success for us, uh, I agree with him wholeheartedly, that success is not just by working harder or working smarter. It's actually working through people because without people, there is no success. Without relationship, there is no success. Without relating and and saying, I need you and you need me to achieve the goal, to achieve the potential, um, we will not be able to succeed. Well, I mean, Dr. Dr. Dad, I mean, you're, I, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb 
but I think I already know the answer to this. Okay. Yeah. The new position that you have today probably yeah. came from a relationship that you had developed over the years. Am I right about that? You're certainly right. There you go. I, because I did not seek the position. And I received a phone call and they said, well, would you like to apply? Um, it is out there. So it was not because I was looking for that disposition. It was because of that, what they saw and what, how the, the relationship over the last seven, eight years. So there you go. There, I mean, SEC, Successors Community, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. I mean, they're, they're right there. This is why that you, you can't sit there and be an island unto yourself like what Albert said just a few minutes ago. This is why you have to connect with people. This is why every person, I'm talking every single person that comes into your sphere of influence or just even your, you know, surroundings, they have to be treated with value, even if they seem so insignificant or whatever, just from the outside looking in, Every person, you know, that has to be placed a, a value on them. That's why you need to be approachable and develop that because yeah. you just don't, I mean, you don't know. I mean, I, I know I could go off on a, another story, but about that, but I know we just for time purposes, um, you know, Dr. Dab, we'll move on to the third one, but I'm telling you, this is, that's really good, really good. So let's move on to the third one, which is uh, accountability. Well, uh, you know, I don't know whether other people would uh, would see this um, image that sometimes you do something and um, it doesn't work. Um, and to protect yourself, like to, to protect myself, I, I would say, oh, well, I wasn't I didn't know all of these things. I didn't have the material. I didn't have the resources. No one supported me. Um, and of course, I would have failed because no one supported me. Everyone was against me. Um, no one, no one really helped me. Um, and basically, lay the blame on others uh, or uh, shift the responsibility to others. And and where? But where is the accountability? Where is uh, you know? Where does the box stop? The box stops with me uh, because it was my action. It was my decisions. It was me that that broke the uh, the heart of someone, or it's it was me that that made a decision that was detrimental. It was me that did not make the decision, and everything fell apart. It was me. Yes, everything else may have contributed, but unless I take that responsibility and be accountable, it's very difficult. So. So I discovered that there are a number of factors to um, to help me to be accountable uh, in that. Go on, Tyler. No, I, 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 I mean the any leader that <clears throat> I respect in today's day and age, they have taken personal responsibility or taken accountability for any of the actions or things that they do out there. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's a hall. I mean, it's a hallmark. Uh, 
to, to who they are. They take personal responsibility for everything that happens, you know, for themselves and for say their organization, their team. Yes. Yeah, that is so true because it, it, it is, if you don't do that, you're not a leader. You're basically a selfish person. Um, and I, I was there, I was, I was that selfish person and I had to learn to take that responsibility and uh, to keep going and, and keep taking the personal responsibility on a daily basis. Um, so uh, I've, I've learned that there are a number of different elements of that. And the first one is I need to live by my own convictions. So I need to know what my convictions are. What am I convinced of? What are the, uh, how do I engage people with my own convictions? But most importantly, I need to understand my beliefs and therefore I need to be, uh, 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 they have to be integral to how I build my own leadership. So I, the first thing that I need to be accountable to is my convictions. Um, and one of the, the great books that I read was uh, uh, Conviction to Lead by Albert Moller, who's uh, the head of the Baptist Seminary in, in, uh, in the United States. And, um, you know, um, he said, convictions are not merely beliefs we hold. They are those beliefs that hold us in their grip. Um, and if that's the case, then I need to be accountable to my convictions and I need to allow others to hold me accountable to these convictions. Uh, that's good. That's really good, Albert. Absolutely. Yeah. The other, the other thing I, I, I learned I need to be accountable is for my, um, courage, um, because sometimes, as, as we, you alluded to earlier on, and we talked about it, that sometimes our uh, zeal gives us the uh, strength or the, the practice to jump in and do things and, and, and be heroes. Um, and that's courage, but that's not real courage. It, it's, it's all full of adrenaline, basically. Uh, but courage means that we need to know what we're standing up for and how to use the strength and uh, the opportunities. And, and courage is, has to do with, with uh, our moral convictions. So we build on that conviction, our moral conviction, courage to protect ourselves or to protect others or courage to stand up for what we believe. And it's sometimes we, we lack that and therefore we walk away and, and we say, why didn't I stand up? Therefore, I'm not accountable. So we need to also hold ourselves accountable to what we do and how we do it according to what we do. So we need to have people and say, no, that was not courage. That was silliness. That was stupidity. Uh, but this was courage because you actually stood up and explained your beliefs, explained your convictions, and you stood up for what is right. Um, so we need to have that, and, um, and 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 that builds confidence. That builds confidence, uh, Doctor. That, this is. That, I mean, I'm telling you, this is so good. I mean, I'm thinking of an example. This just is real world with me, actually. And um, you know, I even alluded to it before we started to our, uh, our interview. So we, for for what I do, uh, job wise we have been working on a, um, we just called a project 
with a certain customer uh, for now a year. And we have, when you're doing business and when you're doing things, you know, for a customer that is a long haul of a year, you know, there's been things that have happened over this year that we've had to be accountable to. Yeah. Yeah. And whether we had to deliver on a certain time or where that we messed up on a delivery of something. And I had to go to the customer and fess up and say, Hey, you know, the, the timetable that I told you we were going to have this in isn't going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, because, because of that accountability and that responsibility. Now here we are after a year, we now just took, um, a, uh, a receipt of an order that's going to be a little over $400,000. Fantastic. Well and, done. Uh, yeah. Praise the Lord. I mean, cause, yeah. but it, but it, be, it comes from, and I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I can just tell you this. So we're in the meeting this week with this customer and he, he has his whole entire team in the room. So he's got five, five people in the room. You know, these individuals that are in the room, they're way smarter than me. They got all doctorates and things that nature, you know, behind their name. And, but we'll just, we'll just call him, call him, uh, uh, call the gentleman that's actually on the other side of the table that, you know, I've been working with for the last year. We'll call him, um, John. So John's sitting across the table and John says, Tyler, we trust you guys emphatically. Mm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I mean, Dr. Haddad, I mean, for me, I, there's been, I've been in a lot of business yeah. meetings. I yeah. mean, I'm talking in my, you know, 14, 15 years of being in the, you know, real world of, you know, sales and things of that nature. I've been in a lot of meetings and I have, I have not had that many customers. I mean, I can probably count them. It's less than on my hand. If I counted on my hand, I know it's less than that have actually looked me in the eye and said, Tyler, we trust you guys, not, not just Tyler, but just my team. We trust you guys emphatically. And I, I got off the, we got back on a conference call the next day and I told my team the very first thing when we got on that conference call, I said, guys, I said, here's the thing. I don't know how many meetings you've ever been in, but if you, we have a certain privilege that is almost like glass that we have to treat so delicately and so with so much care that this customer said that he trusts us emphatically that has to be handled with so much integrity, so much accountability. I mean, it, it, it just doesn't get any better than that right there where that customer gave us. And, and I, and I told my team, I said, it makes me, it holds me accountable to want to not just be at my best, but to do whatever it takes to maintain and go above and beyond for that customer. Okay. And, and that's, and that's so important because uh, that feedback gives you momentum to keep going 
would and, and 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 if we go back to the earlier on to keep going and building on the principle that leads to the practice not just the practice without the principle absolutely because I, I can tell you that, that's so good right there because i can tell you that uh two years ago same customer and we yeah. had just about the almost same size opportunity but we <clears throat> failed miserably at it. So, but we had to, but we had the same principles. We were still, you know, uh, still maintain the same principles of growing and changing and learning and improving on what we were doing to where now today that customer looks at us in a whole different light because of the principles, not because of the, you know, practices that the practices that we had back there that caused us to fail were, I mean, it, it, it it's not the same at all. But That's because right. of the principles of us growing and changing and learning and adapting and becoming better, that those principles right there that never change. Yeah, and, that's so true. That's so true. Amen. That, that's so true. That's so good, uh, Dr. Dad, right there. Mm, man, praise God. Wow. That's, that's it's, yeah. you know, and the other thing, too, that's very important is when you, over the last two years, <clears throat> You have been truthful with them. Uh, I have found that a lot of times when I fail um, in in my leadership and I fail the accountability is when I try to circumvent things and and then respond or react in in the wrong way. And um, whether I react and I start doing changing my practices or changing the th- the uh, things in order to get the success, in order to get the, um, the sale or in order to get uh, my, my way of, of, of uh, uh, with, with people or do I continue with the principles and walk the walk and stay in my own line um, and that may take longer time to achieve. I, th- I believe when I do the, the latter, stay in my own line and and be patient mm. enough and wait following my principles, I get much better success than when I try to get uh, my own way and try to get things and shortcutting. Um, and, and that's why I, I bring other people into my life to keep me accountable to those things that I ask them and give them permission to keep me accountable for. That's good, Dr. Dan. That's really good. Well, Dr. Dad, in just in the interest of time, you know, kind of summarize, you know, just I know that there's five. We're only going to cover three uh, here, you know, in Success Heads Community. Obviously, I'm going to have the book um, in the show notes so you can go out there and get the book, Arise to Lead. But, you know, Dr. Dad, you know, kind of summarize everything. If you if you could put this in a nice package, you know, to walk away with, you know, for the listeners to take some action on, what, what would those one – what would that be that one or two things that they could do walking away from this? Um, to summarize all of that, I would say find out your calling and don't compromise on your core values. Learn from your own experiences. Put yourself under someone else's uh, authority and, uh, and accountability, uh, and not only one person, a, a number of, of people from different walks of life, uh, so that they show you a mirror, so to see 
where, where you're going right and how you can improve on things. Build relationships for the sake of building people up, not for the sake of building your own success. Because by having them successful, you're already successful. Uh, just follow the Lord's example. He gave his life for us in order for us to have life. And therefore, he was successful in that. Mm. Uh, and the last, and the last one is 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 basically um, stay true to your um, walk the walk the talk and talk the walk, um, and therefore then you open up yourselves for better success in terms of skills. Better, uh, you will increase your capacity, and you will be much more capable of leading others. And this is basically the summary of the book. Um, and all of this is not theoretical; it's more from my own experiences, what I've learned through my own uh, failures and successes and from other people that I have learned and, and, and grow and grew to actually appreciate the diversity and the richness of what God has given people around me uh, to, and given me the opportunity to observe them, to work with them and to learn from them. And um, the last one of them now, you, Tyler. Thank you for all of the effort and um, thank you for the stories and, and, and um, the examples that you're showing uh, for us as well. Well, you know, Dr. Dad, I appreciate that. It's, it's an honor to, you know, and I'm so thankful that uh, Darren, you know, connected us and it's just an honor to know you, sir. Um, thank you. Because, you know, you know, guys, I, I know you can just feel you know, Dr. Odata is living out exactly what he's talking about here. And if, you know, the, the things that I hear, just the two things that I hear that, that if I had to, you know, put into words is know your values and put yourself under somebody else's, you know, authority or submit to somebody else to help you out with where you're at. And, um, you know, cause I, I know for me as a young leader, that's something that, uh, I, that did thankfully happen to me. And that's where I was actually able to learn was whenever I figured out my values and I figured out, um, I needed to be, uh, led first, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was a huge thing for me. I needed to be led first before I could go out and lead others. Um, yeah, it's it's not about just being led. It's not to be controlled. Um, it's uh, a lot of a lot of leaders or managers try to control people and how to go. But you're right. I need to be led, and leading means to help me to grow into my own leader. Mm. Um, so I, I don't want. Uh, to be under someone to micromanage me or to micro lead me, but I want to be under someone who will always uh, um, hold me accountable to my core values and to my calling so that they will help me to grow into the person that God has called me to be. I, I'm going to wrap this uh, episode up right here, Dr. Dad, with um, a verse from Proverbs. Yeah. that um, I think really can kind of summarize summarize this really, really well. And I'm going to go to, I want to see what this is. 
in the yeah the 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 new uh the the actual NIV version is really good on this. So it's Proverbs three verses three and four. It says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Wow. This is really good. I mean, is that not good? I mean, let love and faithfulness never leave you. I mean, those two things right there, if you could hang your hat on what we've been talking about this whole entire time being the whole thing, the whole thing, because then all of a sudden it is, you're going to win favor and a That's good it. name with the, in the sight of God and man. Mm. That's it. And that's, that's success. That's success. There it is. That's good. Yeah. Right. Well, Dr. Haddad, again, bless you, my friend, you know, best of success uh, with your new position at the university that you're, uh, you know, uh, working with now. And uh, man, I know that we're probably going to have you back on sometime in the future on the success edge again to, to talk to the listeners, but uh, we really appreciate your heart and what you're doing. And uh, thank you again for sharing, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure and honor to, uh, uh, to talk with you. Thank you for the opportunity and um, all of you out there um, go and, and uh, be successful and your success comes only from your relationship with the Lord and relationship with others. So, let love and faithfulness be your guide in Jesus' name. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.